All right, Lord, we just want to bless you and thank you for all your goodness and mercy this morning, Lord. You're so good to us. Lord, I pray for every person in this room. I pray you just, anybody in this room that's struggling right now, anybody that has a heavy heart or a distracted mind, I just pray the Holy Spirit come. Just come. Just let the Holy Spirit come on you. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want to hear your testimony? You do. All right. We had a great trip to China. Amen. China. We had a great trip to China. It was awesome. And then we went to Argentina. And that was awesome. It was all good. Actually, this is what happened to me. I went to China. You know how this is what really happened to me personally. When I was in China, the Lord wrote me a little sentence. But he stopped in the middle of the sentence. And when I went to Argentina, he finished the sentence. Isn't that awesome? So I needed to go to both of those trips to get what he wanted to say to me. Because if I had just went to China and not went, I'd have been messed up. But, or if I had just went to Argentina and went to China, I'd have been messed up because I'd have been looking at something that didn't make sense to me. But that Lord is so good. And we had such a powerful time there in Argentina. There were so many testimonies. Um, that we found out, actually found out this morning that Selena, uh, William Bellamy's daughter, can sing. Did anybody know that? She can sing really good. She came out here and shared a testimony and started singing her and singing. It was powerful. She got a powerful. I thought, why aren't you singing on the worship team? Come on. Been hiding your gift all this time. But you find out some things about some people when you spend a few days with them. She said she was sort of surprised about me. I'm not sure what she meant by that. But, you know. So, Lord, help her, because she's probably thinking I was a really a nice person. And <laughs> she didn't know I liked to joke around, and I was distracted half the time. She didn't know all that about me, but she found out. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, we had to saw, you know, just a couple of things that really touched me. Uh, you know, Larry Faldo has prayed for five people that have been healed from deafness. Isn't that awesome? He was praying for a lady there and standing right beside me, and... I prayed a little bit, and I got asked to pray for somebody else, and this woman got healed of deafness right there. Just like it was awesome. And uh, there was this girl there that we were praying for, actually, uh, who had this is terrible. She had been raped so many times as a child that all her, you know, insides were just messed up. And um, and the Lord, uh, and she didn't. If you was a man, you weren't going to get close to her. I can just tell you that now. You know what I'm saying? I mean. But she let me pray for her, and uh, the Lord started, to, you know, this fire started coming in her, that part. Cheryl put her hand on her stomach kind of thing, and then I put my hand on Cheryl's stomach. This fire started coming into this girl's insides, you know, that part of her body. And the Lord was, uh, you know, healing her physically, but more so the heart, you know, the thing in your heart, the things in your life that binds you, seeing her get free from all that. That's a pretty powerful miracle, really. Saw so many people, uh, so many deliverances and stuff, and the, and it was such an easy uh, ministry because the Lord gave us so much authority um, to minister. A lot of great seeds have been given to us in this church, you know, and uh, it really is. We really are living in a harvest time. Okay, the Bible says the harvest is at the end of the age, and we really are in a time where God is reaping the harvest. And he's getting seed. Okay, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for seed. And he's looking for good fruit. And there's so much need in the world right now. When I was there, I got a Shamparatha's uh, newsletter. How many people get that? 
and I opened it up and I looked at and there's a picture of children on the, you know, these smiling Indian faces looking back at me. And it just made me weep. I mean, I was right in the middle of smiling faces, little kids. There was so much, but there was just, I, I realized, Lord, there's a there's need everywhere in the world. The need is absolutely so great. And only Jesus, the Lord himself, can meet the needs. You know, only him, only he can. And that's really the only thing that we really ultimately have is he himself to be able to give to people. But I tell you, when you give the Lord to people, stuff happens. That's the ultimate seed that God has given us. You know, and we are reaping where other people have sown. You know, the Lord has sown the ultimate. And we've been reaping from that, and we've been reaping from the people who've gone before us and planted. And shoot, man, y'all know this. Ken, uh, fortune actually got loud down there. <laughs> Have you ever known about Ken Fortune being boisterous? <laughs> he was getting wild down there. So, you know, the Lord was using him to really release pretty powerful stuff on people. Uh, he was, the Lord was using everybody because everybody has something. Everybody's carrying the Lord. Um, but we did have one extra special thing that happened. And I wanted uh, y'all to hear about that. So, this is extra special. Well, I mean, the people who anybody can share if they want to, but nobody bit into it except Selena. Oh, okay. Where's Alfredo? I need him standing right here. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It was fantastic, and the Lord gave us a scripture before we went that um, I have not seen or ear has not heard what God has prepared for us, Colleen. And God did that. I mean, He just filled our senses. And, whoo, I feel the Holy Spirit coming right now. Filled our senses with His love and grace. The whole trip was full of profuse love and grace. And, oh, I felt like um, it was definitely a divine appointment for us. And, Every day it was my birthday. You know, I felt like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were talking about me, saying, what can we do today to bless Luann and Charlie? It was, it was, it was so sweet. And um, the Lord, the reason it was a divine appointment is because He just wanted to take care of some business with us. And all of y'all probably know that we lost our daughter uh, our 16-year-old daughter, 18 years ago. But we went down to Argentina and saw just an ex explosion of fruit from her life. And it just changed us. It just, we, I just feel up at another level, you know. Yeah, I just feel that. And, um, we went to the uh, feeding center, and there were those little children with little brown eyes just looking up at me, and I was praying for them. And um, I was just overwhelmed and just wept over them. And um, some of the memorial funds from Spicer's funeral went to bless those children. And so there it was right in front of my face. And it was just incredible. And... Um, 
We went to another place called the Casa de Dios, God's house. And I had this vision so clear of a stairway. And this stairway went to heaven and the angels were coming up and down and up and down in the very room we were standing in. That was a tremendously powerful experience. And uh, we were singing, uh, we were singing in tongues and trying to sing in Spanish. And, um, but, yeah, hit one every now and then. But <laughs> So uh, Charlie and I were singing in tongues and uh, our voices were pretty loud and Cheryl Faldo was standing right beside me. And she touched my side and she said, Luann, and she was broken. She said, I had a vision and I never have visions. And she saw a vision of Spicer, our daughter, right here in front of my face, just dancing all around Charlie and I. And it was just golden. And wow, I mean, you know, that was fantastic. So, I mean, it's just God knows. Becky said, God never forgets anything. And, you know, he will still continue to heal us and bless us all of our lives. So, you know, our attention was just totally drawn to the Lord and to heaven and and all the great things that he does and can do. I mean, I mean this little sin this little paragraph I'm giving you just yeah, I can't I can't convey everything. I mean, it, the whole trip was full of so much love and laughter and humor and the hard things became funny things. And so it was just fantastic. And I, I am totally grateful. And um, thank you for praying. It was, the prayers were very, very effective. And um, I just can't say enough. Yeah. Is that all you want? Well, one thing that happened that I thought was not hilarious was they asked me to preach at 11.35 p.m. at night. They walked over to me and said, it's time for you to preach, and it was 11.35. I'm thinking, you're kidding me. At home, we're going, we're in, we've been in bed an hour and a half. That was kind of a throw-off, you know, I mean, but they're different down there. But... Um, you know, we did have this, uh, and we want to impart that in a little bit, the rivers, multiple, multiple rivers. That was, I mean, I have never, I wanted to tell you about the power of God, okay? Uh, when we were lining up to do that, to release those rivers, the Lord hit me and Becky. I mean, He staggered me. I mean, we, were not, we weren't praying for anybody. We weren't doing ministry. We were sort of getting organized. You know what I'm saying? You know, getting in position. And we walked over there, and this, this force hit us. It was powerful. I mean, my knees buckled. Okay, it was so powerful. It looked like it, it, literally, I felt like somebody took and punched me, but it was a sweet punch. It didn't hurt, but it was, you know, and that was just out of the blue. And that was those rivers coming together. Okay, from five different nations, uh, powerful rivers like you know from from Brazil and Paraguay and Argentina and China and the United States merged into one river. And it was a man. That was a that was a day on blow the world apart meeting. You ever been in a blow the world part meeting? I mean, it was like chaos. I mean, good chaos. I mean, Holy Ghost ripped everything apart. You know, it was like a river got out, of, went and roared through there. And uh, 
But the other time that power hit me was, and it was a little different this time, was at that same church that, that all that happened with Spicer. Was, I was getting ready to speak, and this thing hit me. It came into my head, came into my head, and went right through my body, and my knees went. I thought everybody felt it. It was like a power surge, you know. I've never had that. I mean, that one, I mean, I've been touched by the Lord, but that was something out of control power. You know what I'm saying? That's like the Lord really going after you. You know, and, and it was very, very, the Lord can do some stuff. Amen. He really can. I mean, that was, that was awesome. Uh, but I do have this little short message I want to give you this morning, okay? And then we're going to have a great ministry time at the end. In fact, it was such a great ministry time in the first service, we didn't do communion halfway. <laughs> so we want to do communion, though, because that's the key, key to it all. One thing the Lord was really showing me down there, the revelation of the cross has gotten so much more real and rich in my life. And everything that I, what I'm seeing is the things that are most important for us, it all comes out of the cross. Okay? And so God is going to really highlight the cross to the church, I really believe, uh, in, the, in the days to come. And there's a lot the cross did for us that we are experiencing right now. Okay? And that He wants to show us it all came through the cross. But that ain't really what I want to talk about. I had this vision this morning. I had this other message I felt like the Lord gave me that I'm not going to give you because he gave me something. I had this vision this morning while I was praying, and I saw a honeycomb dripping with honey. And, uh, and I didn't tell him this in the first service. I held back on him a little bit and tell him the other thing I saw. I also saw a rainbow, but it, I've never seen a rainbow in the natural like this. It was made out of light, and it was over that honeycomb. And I began to really receive from the Lord at that moment. I began to eat that honey, okay? And the Lord began to do something to me at that moment. And I was just having such a great time and with the Lord. And then this thought came to me, oh, i got to go to church. <laughs> I want to just stay right here. And i got to preach. I don't really want to do that, Lord. And then the Lord said to me, this is for everybody. It's not just for you. And then he gave me a scripture. Uh, the Bible, and I wanted to, to read that scripture to you, and then a couple more scriptures. Are you are you with me? Now, one thing the rule is no deadness. That's my rule in church. From now on, we have a new rule in this church. There's no deadness in here, right? If we are living in resurrection, we need to be resurrected. So. All right, let me read this, 1 Samuel 14, 24 through 30. This is when Israel was at war and Saul was the king, okay? And he was going after these Philistines, which in the uh, understanding, Philistines will always mean the flesh, okay? When the Bible talks about Philistines in the Old Testament, they were a, 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 a people, but for us, what they represent is the flesh, the carnal nature, the carnal man, okay? And so this was... Uh, was it says, the men of Israel were, were distressed that day. Okay, so this is the thing I believe the Lord wants to say to the people of God about the people of God being under such distress uh, in this nation, okay, and in, and in the nations of the world. This is a time of, of pressure and, and, and trouble, okay, so that's really sort of where we're at. For Saul had placed the people under an oath, saying, Curses the man who eats anything until evening. Before I have taken vengeance on my enemies. What 
uh, I see is happening for to uh, there's an oppression that has been released against people uh, that's coming through uh, governments that are not bowing to the Lord, okay, and they're bringing oppression into the land. Uh, and other nations, uh, if you go to a nation like Argentina, you can obviously see what the government has done to a nation that at one time was the most prosperous, wealthy nation on the earth, full of resources, full of natural resources, but now they're, they're, it's, it's rough down there. Uh, and you can see how government has oppressed. Uh, many nations are oppressed that have, you know, Africa, the continent of Africa is a very wealthy continent on the earth, but nothing's coming out of Africa really. That we haven't been able to tap into their resources because of the governments. Well, we're experiencing that more and more. So you see the, the thing. Saul was not the, the, the king that he needed to be. In fact, at this point in his life, the Lord had already said, you're done, you're finished, you're no longer the king in my eyes, even though he was still functioning as king. Lots of times God does stuff. Hey, be careful. Okay, in your life. When God says he's done with something, you, you may continue on in the natural, but when God says it's done, it's really done, and it's going to start acting done. So he, it was acting done here. He had put the people under a curse uh, because he said you can't eat any food until evening. So none of the people tasted food. Now, these people were fighting. These were, they were in, in combat. And when the people... Uh, of the land came to a forest, and there was honey on the ground. Now, that's pretty interesting. And when the people had come into the woods, there was honey dripping. So there was this honey there. This was a literal fulfillment of the land flowing with milk and honey. They came into this place where the, it was just flowing with milk and honey. Uh, but no one put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan had not, Jonathan was Saul's son. He had not heard his father charge the people with the oath. Therefore, he stretched out the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in, in a honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his countenance brightened. You see that? He put his hand to his mouth and his countenance. And immediately, some energy, some life came into him when he ate that honey. And that's why Jesus, uh, the, the Lord said, uh, the land's going to flow with milk and honey. He wasn't just talking about natural honey. From God's perspective, he could give a rip about natural honey. He was talking about something that was going to change people's lives. He was talking about something that was going to break something off in people and bring people into a time of refreshment and a time of renewal in their life. And that's really what he wanted the promised land to be like for people. He wanted people to live... From a t no matter what was happening circumstantially or situational, that they would live from a, a different source than everybody around them. And that's really why, what we're called to do. We're called to live out of the heavenly realm. Okay? And so when God gives us something from, from the heavenly realm, we need to learn how to live from the heavenly realm, period. Okay? That's just the bottom line. If we're not living from the heavenly realm, we're going to be distressed, we're going to be discouraged, and we're going to be, we're going to be down. Okay, because God did not create, a, create us to live that way, period. And when we live that way, we're going to be defeated, okay? And we're going to be like these men that day. We're going to be beat up. We're going to be under curses. We're going to be under things that God hasn't called us to be under. Are y'all getting that? One of these days, we really are going to get it. One of these days, it's just, we're going to have this massive breakthrough 
Okay, and everybody's going to get it. Everybody's going to suddenly say, oh, I realize what that's what that really means, and our lives are going to change because your life will change when you start living out of heaven. It really will. Amen. Thank you. And then one of the people said, your father strictly charged the people with an oath, saying, curse the man who eats food this day. And the people were faint. A lot of Christians are faint right now because of life, because of the difficulties of life. Okay? Are you with me? But Jonathan said, My father has troubled the land. That's what he did, okay? He troubled the land. I'll turn this off so it won't beep again. Look now how my countenance has brightened because I tasted a little of this honey, just a little bit, and it did something for me. How much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies, which they found. For now, would these not have been a much greater slaughter among the Philistines? It's pretty good, isn't it? See, that's really what the Lord wants us to do, is He really wants us to stop eating from here, okay? And stop living under these things that have been put on us, and start living out of the spiritual realm. And He's offering this honeycomb to us today. Okay, now let me just read a couple more scriptures about honey. That was the main one right there I want you to see, Okay? Here's another one that's really profound. This is of Samson. Remember him? Samson got a hold of this line and killed this line with his bare hands. You know, he was a guy you didn't want to get mad at you because he would kill you. And, you know, uh, they believe Samuel was, uh, Samson was not a big old muscular-looking guy like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, Arnold was a bodybuilder back in my day, 6'5", 270, had lots of muscle. They say that Samson more than likely was just a little scrawny guy about like, a, you know, Marlin. <laughs> You know, after some time when he returned, you know, he left and went and did some stuff and he came back going after some woman. Oh, by the way, if you're in an illicit relationship this morning, that may be something you need to repent of today because that's really what brought Samson down was a woman. You know what I'm saying? So you need to be careful about that right now because there's a lot of that going on in the world and there's a lot of it going on in the church. I'm going to be honest with you. And Samson was a mighty man. A mighty man of God. And it took him out. And ultimately it killed him. So I just want to just say that uh, about all of us. is We need to be careful. There's a, a lying spirit out there. There's a spirit of deception. There's a spirit of, of, of fornication. There's a, okay, let's get real. There's a spirit of adultery on the land, on our nation. You know, uh, if you can look at what our government's doing and see, they are committing adult, spiritual adultery of Israel, I believe. You know, and that spirit has come in, is, 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 is in the land. It's not just in the natural relationships, but it is in natural relationships. There's something been loosed. There's a, there's, you hear what I'm saying? There's a spirit that's been loosed in America. Uh, I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, I ran into a good friend of mine in a grocery store, weeping. Been married for 20-something years. His wife had left him. And, and it was craziness. And it was a spirit, there's a spirit at work. So we really have to really understand what's happening. And I personally believe there's something been opened on us. I'm not meaning to get into all this, but I believe there's a door been opened on us in this nation. And I believe the door's been opened on the body, okay, the, the Christians, because this is everywhere, that we have to really understand this because this is going to bring a lot of people down. It's going to destroy people. And that's what is it's, it's the enemy. He's trying to kill us. He's trying to destroy us. It's, it's deception at a pretty high level. And really the, what our job is to do is pray. 
You know, pray and invite the Holy Spirit. Keep inviting the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Keep coming. Keep touching. Keep delivering. Keep healing. That's how we overcome this evil. We overcome it with good. And good is the Lord. Amen? Anyway, so that's just my little uh, political thought. (laughs) Anyway, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. He took some of it in his hand and went along eating. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they also ate. But he did not tell them he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Now, who's the lion? I want you to hear this. This is a prophetic picture right here. The lion is who? The lion of the tribe of Judah. You hear that? You see, that's what the Lord's saying. There's lion in his, in his death. There's, there's honey in his death. That's why we can access these things, is it's the cross. And we can reach into the death. We can reach into that and bring life out of it for ourselves. Okay, and not only for ourselves, he gave. It says he gave some to his mom and daddy. Amen. Are y'all seeing this? This is powerful. This is really powerful. That's where we can pull some life out of what God has done for us. Okay, he died and 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 he provided this honeycomb, this something that's going to change us. This revelation. All right, Psalm eighty-one sixteen. Uh, he would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. Have you heard that before? Honey from the rock, I would have satisfied you. God wants to satisfy hearts this morning. Okay? And that's the only way we're going to get satisfied is we draw that honey. Okay? Draw that honey down. All right? Verse, uh, Psalm 119.103. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. So you see here he's... Uh, comparing the honey to the word of the Lord. It's, it's not just, uh, he's talking revelation word here. Because to me, that's what the honey is. Honey is revelation. It's a revelatory realm of God. That when we eat it, we're brightened. It. When we eat revelation, it brightens us. It brings light into our life. Okay? And, and, and then our eyes of our heart get open. We begin to see. I want to know how many people in here who's, who have literally seen with the eyes of their heart. Not the eyes of your mind. Okay, there's a difference, okay? When, when, you're, when your heart, the eyes of your heart are so open that your mind is not at worry. All your mind is just, it's just open, and there's things, you start seeing things. Has anybody had those experiences? Raise your hand. The Lord wants to release more of that. Okay, that was one thing down there. I, I got in a couple, a couple uh, streams down there where I had literal vision after vision after vision, and it was completely like my mind was completely just, it was not involved in it. It was all the, it was so much, I couldn't keep up with it. It was one visionary thing, right here, uh, it was like I was watching uh, these different pictures were just flashing in front of me. You know how you used to do pictures in the old day, you'd to make, a, make a, a motion picture? Well, that's the way it was to me. And I was seeing all kinds of stuff, and that happened to me a, a couple different times, and God really wants to release that kind of revelation in the earth because He wants the eyes of our heart open where we can begin to see into the spirit realm in a greater way. And that's what I believe uh, this honey is. Now, let me read Psalm 24, 13 through 14. Are y'all good? All right. My son, eat honey because it is good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet to your taste. Sounds like a natural thing. But then, verse 14, he gives us insight of what he was really saying. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. The knowledge, he's talking about spiritual here. The knowledge, of the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation is what it's going to do for your soul. It's going to be sweet to your soul. 
If you have found that there is a prospect, a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. In other words, there's a prospect of good. Something good can happen. And the things, the dreams of your heart, the hopes of your heart can be fulfilled if you can receive the honey from heaven. Are y'all, does that make sense? It's, and now we're talking spiritual now. That's what it's going to do to the realm of your soul, which is your mind, your emotions, your will. It's going to do something to you. It's going to change you. It's going to have this thing on you. And suddenly you can be living in a, in a world that's gone bad, and that's what we're living in, in circumstances and situations that are terrible, with problems that we do not have the answers for, yet we can live above those things. In other words, I'm telling y'all, this is what we've got to get. We have got to get this. If we are not living out of heaven and drawing information out of heaven, we shall be defeated with the rest of the world. There's just no way around this. If we don't start tapping into the tree of life, that's what he's talking about there, and eating from that and getting that, then we're headed for sure defeat. Now, I'm going to tell you, it may be that your circumstances do not change. It may be they stay the same, but you change. You hear what I'm saying? You change where you see your circumstances different, you see your life different, you have different answers, you have different perspective than what everybody else around you is having. And that's how God designed us to live, and that's what this honeycomb's all about. It's bringing us into a place of revelation. It's... And, and, and if we're not doing that, we're not living the way God designed us to live. And He wants us to live like that day in and day out. Not just when you pray for somebody. Not just when you go on a mission trip. Not just when you do that kind of stuff. But when you wake up on Monday morning and go and live your life out there. You've got to live out of the heavenly realm. And it is very possible to do that. In fact, that is it's the way He's designed it. That's what that honeycomb is. And I believe that light, rainbow of light was the promise of heaven to say, if you'll eat this, I promise you this will happen in your life. Are y'all good? Well, let me just read this last verse to you. I'm happy about this myself. You know, I'm really happy about it. Then I took the little book. This is Revelations 10, just to show you. Don't you love John the Apostle? Do y'all love John the Apostle? You know, he laid on the head, his head on Jesus' breast. The Bible kind of indicates that he was Jesus' best friend. He was like the closest person to Jesus. Uh, so he really knew, he really knew the heart of the Lord. Peter really got, went to him like, tell me what's going on here because he'll talk to you when he ain't talking to me. Sometimes there's those people like that in the earth. Do you know somebody like that? Like, would you go find this out from the Lord for me? Because it seems like to me he talks to you more than, well, that's the kind of person he was. But I'll be doggone. This is what that rascal did. That rascal tried to worship an angel. Can you believe that? He did. I'm talking about after he laid his head on Jesus' breast. That was even after he saw Jesus come back glorified and he fell down in his feet dead like a dead man. This angel shows up and he decides he's going to worship this angel. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that's very comforting. If John the Apostle was about to make a mistake, which the Lord didn't make, let him make the mistake, then I'm good to go, right? I'm good. I might make some mistakes here. You know, God's going to protect me and tell me, no, you don't want to do that. Please don't do that. You're not supposed to worship angels. 
I don't care how glorious they are. You're not supposed to. Just don't do it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Lord. Hey, one time I read this letter to the church, this church, about this guy who wanted to come and preach here. And I went through the whole list, all his qualifications. And I went through a lot of his revelatory encounters and stuff. And I did tell him about this one encounter he had where he almost worshipped an angel. And I asked the church, should we invite this guy to come speak at the church? And everybody said, no. And you know who that person was? It was John the Apostle. I'm serious. It was John the Apostle. And I did it on purpose to show us how stupid we are. <laughs> that he had all this stuff going, but we hear it with our natural ears and we think, oh no, we can't have him in our church. Come on, he almost worshiped an angel. When I told the people in China that immediately, first, where's that in the Bible? <laughs> that was the first thing they said. <laughs> show me that in the Bible. They were shocked that he actually did. Most people don't really realize that. But God wants to help us. He wants to deliver us. He wants to free us. God wants to open our eyes. Anyway, he had this book. I don't know why I told you all that. I just love that story. That's a classic story, I think. And, and y'all fell for it. But you may not have been here that day, so it was somebody else probably. It says, then I took this little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. See this? So here's this crazy, you talk about crazy stuff. This guy is eating a book. How many people have ate a book? Yeah. Have y'all done that? I mean, come on. You think people do stupid stuff? And here's this guy eating a book. And not only was it a book, it was a book an angel gave him. I mean, come on. Is that ridiculous or what? Eating a book. But it says he ate this book. See how messed up we get? Well, I'm going to eat some books. If an angel's handing me a book, I'm eating it. And it was sweet as honey in my mouth. That's what it says. It's sweet. It was like honey, this book was. But it, the sad thing about this particular situation, but when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. Uh, and he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. In other words, sometimes there's honey sweet in your mouth, but what God shows you is not something you want to see. Because he began to see the end of the age. He began to see things that break, will break all of our hearts. Okay, but God wants to show us these things. And, but first, this is the first thing I want to tell you this morning. I've already told you. That honey is to brighten you. In other words, lift your countenance. To give you hope again. To bring you in a time of refreshment. To bring if the downness that gets on you. Where you feel faint, like everybody felt faint and wore out. And they, were, they felt like they were falling down in, in the middle of the, of, the, of the battle. And they just wore down because somebody put something on them. And the Lord said, I want to break that off on everybody. I want to set people free. I want to liberate my people. They're not under some kind of curse, some kind of oath from the government or from anybody. I want them to be free. I want them to be free. And they can live free regardless of what those people are doing, regardless of what the circumstances are, that they can live free and their, their countenance can be brightened and they can have this life in them again and they can have the joy of the Lord in them and they can begin to walk in the heavenly places like God created us to do instead of walking on this earth and being stuck here and being depressed. Amen? And I believe that's what the Lord wants to do this morning. Okay, because the vision was from the Lord, and it was for y'all, because they said it's for the people, to all the people. It's not just for Jonathan. You know, Jonathan was trying to get everybody out. Y'all, you know, basically what John was saying, forget listening to this dude. He, didn't, he ain't right. 
So we have that, and then we have the uh, the river, the fivefold river. Okay, it's a fivefold river. It's uh, the river from Argentina. Those people love the Holy Spirit River. Don't they? they can't everywhere we went. They want to bring you at least a river to us. That's what they would say. We want the river that you have. I mean, they just love that. I love people who love the river. Okay, I'm with them. So there's the, the Argentine River. they got a powerful river. They're just so prophetic down there. It's incredible. I mean, you can get in that atmosphere and you will get activated. Okay? Uh, the Paraguay River, which I'm really not understanding that one, but I do know that there's becoming more and more of an open heaven in Paraguay. You know, that God's going to do something powerful in Paraguay. And of course, we've heard about the Brazil revival. You know, these people, these Brazilians are there. These people... Uh, well, here's what their manifestation was. You want to know about their manifestation? They just laid around and wept, wept the whole time. I'm serious. When the Lord came, they just laid on the floor and wept and wept and wept and wept. I mean, for hours. I mean, you thought, dang, nobody can do that. You can't do that. I'm talking about not just one time. They did it the whole time. Every time you turn around there, they were on the floor weeping. They would dance and release the power of God in their dancing. But then when the Lord, you know, at ministry time, they were on the floor weeping. I mean, they wept hard. There's something that was happening when they were weeping. It was powerful. Uh, so they've got this something. I'm not sure what it is down there in Brazil, but this was powerful. We got a hold of some of that. And then, of course, we have the China River, uh, which is the, what I call the Gospel River. That's what the China River is, the Gospel. Oh, I wanted to tell you this. Okay, the Lord, one thing the Lord showed me. Uh, the reason China has what they have, okay, the reason they have such a focus on the Gospel Okay, it's because that they had a revival there for years. Okay, I mean for years, all the way back. I don't know when it really started. I haven't researched enough, but I know when I first became a Christian back in the 70s, they were, there was a move of God happening there. And that's the ultimate outcome of the move of God. You see, what we went there and saw, we saw the fruit of a move of God. Okay, the fruit. We were looking at fruit. The gospel is what's most important to us. Revival is not that important to us. The gospel is. That's fruit. But it was a revival that brought that fruit. It was a move of God. It was a river of God that flowed and still flows in that nation that brought forth the fruit. The fruit of preaching the gospel all over the world. That's powerful fruit, I think. So that's why we had to say, Lord, we are 100% committed to a move of God. We are 1,000% because we know the fruit is good. We've ate, we've tasted the fruit, we've seen the fruit. That's the fruit we are going after is, is to see the world, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment fulfilled. And so that's, that's the ultimate end of the thing. You know, so they're just down the road further we, than we are. And then, of course, uh, we had China, uh, Paraguay, Argentina, Brazil, and the United States. We got our version of the river here that's really good and that they love and they wanted us to re release that to them. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and release. Now we've got this fivefold. And that's a, uh, I believe the river we've had here has been like a grace river. Okay? I, that's what it's been for us. I believe it's been grace. It's been this revelation of the grace of God. And I wanted to say this. Am I rambling? I want to say this to people this morning because this, there's been something that's bothered me about myself. When I see myself on the inside, I see, I see the rivers in me. Okay, that's how I see myself. But I've noticed there's some what I would call mud puddles inside of me still. 
okay? And I haven't been able to get those mud puddles dealt with, okay? I mean, just being honest with you. And it's really bothered me because I'm like, Lord, Lord, just release more of your love, you know, more of the Holy Spirit. Come do something with these dogged mud puddles, will you? Because I can't fix them and I don't know what it is even they are. And this is what the Lord told me finally. He said this to me, Byron, my grace is sufficient for you. If you got something in your life that you just, that God is just, you just don't understand, you can't figure it out. What he's saying is there is grace for you. Okay? There's grace for you until the love comes and delivers you. And if you in your weakness will just accept the grace, the power of God will keep you. He'll keep that muddy water from polluting your life. He'll keep you from drinking from that, that muddy water until it's time for him to deal with that muddy water. And that's what he told me. And when he told me that, it sort of liberated me. Because I was like, you know, because that kind of thing will make you question some of what God's done in your life. Well, how come this? It ain't doing it for this one. You know, so I want to tell you, I want to free people this morning. There's grace available for you. There's not grace available to sin. There's a grace available to overcome those things in your life that are not yet finished, that the finished work of Christ has not has been able to work in your life. And that's just liberate. That was liberating me. I was a happy man. Because I know i got a couple, at least in me, a couple mud puddles. You know, that pure water goes in there and there's some flesh pattern or something carnal that, you know, pollutes it. And the Lord wants to say, my grace is sufficient. Okay? And in your weakness, my power is perfected. Amen? So I believe this morning the Lord wants to set people free from that also. Thank you, Jesus. Alrighty, so here's what we're going to do. Everybody who went down on that mission trip, come up here. you got to come, come, come. I really want you all to get Selena to, to sing for you. Because yeah, she can sing like a bird, man. So what we want to do is we want to have a time just to pray for you. Uh, we want you to be able to also uh, take communion too. But you're going to be on your own taking communion. Okay? We're not going to serve it to you. You can go get it and receive it. But we want to pray and release. All right, one thing that Ken said he wanted to do for people, that Ken, Ken was, the Lord was using Ken pretty powerfully down there in South America, was people who felt distant from God. Okay? If you just feel like God is a long ways off, you know, guess who moved kind of thing. But really, that's a real issue to help remedy that feeling and help heal your life so God doesn't seem far off to you anymore. That's a bad feeling, right? I don't like that feeling. I hate that feeling. But Ken, the Lord was using Ken to do that in a wild, gracious way. So if you're suffering from that this morning, get Ken to pray for you because there's an anointing on him to break that thing off in you to help you sense the presence of God, that communion and fellowship of the Lord. Uh, and so we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray the, the, the honey into your life. You receive it by faith, and we're going to re- release that river on you. Let the, Lord do how, let the Lord do it the way He wants to do it. Amen? So thank you, Jesus. Lord, we ask you right now, just, just release this anointing in this room, this presence anointing, uh, the presence of God, the presence of the Father, the presence of Jesus, uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit river that you have now have formed in us, Lord, the honeycomb of heaven that you want to release to people. And if you are a person this morning who is suffering 
that you have lost something in your life that was really important to you. Like a loved one, a child, or whatever, something. I bet you Lou Ann and Charlie would love to pray because that was the thing that was said. God doesn't forget anything. He ain't forgot nothing. He ain't forgot any tear you've shed. I don't care what you've gone through. There's power. And God's going to redeem what you have lost, there's going to be a lot of fruit that's going to come out of that. Powerful fruit, man. I mean, I'm so excited about that. I don't know what to do. It's, it's good, man. I'm telling you. So y'all come on up here. We'll pray for you. Ryan leads the worship.